Well, Isaiah 55 verse 10 tells us this. For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there but water the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. God said it, and it is done. Come on, can we give him praise right now? Uh-uh, can we give him praise right now? When I was a younger believer and I was growing up in this house, I used to dream about God a lot. I just used to dream about him. I had this young faith that was so unhinged. It was just so open, so limitless. I don't know about you. I had about God and I've had about God all my life. And I just believed that God could do absolutely anything. Anything. Like I used to just think he could do anything. I used to believe he could make me fly. If, if Jesus could walk on water and we could do greater things than this, then somehow I could fly. I just had that kind of faith. It was so young and it was just, just where it is. Then I grew up, you know, I grew up. And to be honest, I kind of lost that faith. That faith without limits that I'd placed on God. I gained some reality checks. Some harsh truths that led me to just be discouraged. I went through life and I, just, I was discouraged. I was brought to doubt. Certain pains. Went through certain experiences that robbed me of that kind of faith. And I just started to see God in just a different light. My struggle first began with, could he do it? Could he do it? That's where my struggle began with God. And I remember being in my early 20s and just struggling with that thought, could God do it? Actually, could he? Did I overbelieve? Did I just overbelieve him? Was this just a young child, young believer, thinking too much about God? Was my faith misplaced? Like Jairus, dead situations made me want to just not bother the master anymore. Let me just keep it to myself because I know he can do things, but maybe this thing, he just can't. That grew to, is God even willing? Does God even care? Does God, is God concerned? Should I stop bothering him with these big things that I'm believing and trusting for? Now, don't get me wrong. In growing in the Lord and seeking to reclaim my faith, I learned certain things. I learned sometimes, yes, my faith was misplaced. And yes, I was asking amiss here and there. But I started to help myself shape my faith better and make it stronger. And I have been on this journey ever since in growing my faith. Because without faith, it's impossible to please God. And I'm still on that journey. So today my question to us is, do you believe that God is who he says he is? Do you really believe that he can do what he says he can do? Have you tasted and seen that the Lord is good? Or have you allowed certain things to rob you of your belief in him? I like to take a moment each and every day 
to just reflect on who God is. Like who he really is. I know that to fully comprehend who God is sometimes can be limiting as a human being, yes? But I take the time to meditate on all his known attributes. What I have personally come to know about him. To place him in his rightful place in my heart and in my mind. I take time and I just dream about God. God is unlike anything or anyone you could ever know or imagine. He's one of a kind, unique and without comparison. Even describing him with mere words truly falls short of capturing who he is. Our words simply cannot do justice to describe this God that we serve. But here I'm going to try. <laughs> I'm going to try and capture these attributes about God and help us see him for who he is. God is infinite. He is self-existing without origin. The Bible tells us and he is before all things and in him all things hold together. Just the root of his name, Jehovah, means self-existing. One who never came into being and one who will always be. He will always be. When Moses asked God, who shall I tell Pharaoh has sent me? God just told him, I am that I am. God is immutable. He never changes. I, the Lord, do not change. So you, the descendants of Jacob, are not destroyed. He will never change. His attributes are the same. From the beginning of time into eternity, his character never changes. He never gets better. God doesn't improve himself. And he never gets worse. His plans do not change and his promises surely do not change. God is not in heaven changing his mind concerning his things. God is self-sufficient. He has no needs whatsoever. His self-sufficiency of God means he possesses infinite riches of being, wisdom, goodness, power in and of himself. We can go to him because he can because he's got all and has all. Today we can go to him because he has all. He has all that you need. God is omnipotent. He has all power. Omnipotent means to have unlimited power. Unlimited. Omni is all. Potent is powerful. And I want to linger here a bit. Because I often think about this attribute. God is able to do anything. Anything. I mean anything. He can do anything he desires to do. When he plans something, it will come to be. If he purposes something, it will happen. Nothing can prevent his plan. When his hand is stretched out to do something, no one can turn it back. I think about things like gravity. I think about things like air. I think about things like the sun. How powerful God is that he has kept them in their place. If they switched off gravity, it's over. It's over. Who today prayed for gravity to stay where it is? Seriously, ask yourself, who prayed and said, God, please hold things in their place? That's how powerful he is. And here you are troubled about small things. Is God faithful? He's faithful with gravity for surely. He's faithful. He's faithful. He's faithful with the air you're breathing. He's faithful. 
He's all powerful. He's all powerful. God is able and powerful to do anything he wills without any effort. I love this. Any effort. The things God does, he doesn't even put effort. They're effortless to him. The scripture tells us in Job, can you fathom the mysteries of God? Can you probe the limits of the Almighty? They are higher than the heavens above. What can you do? They are deeper than the depths below. What can you know? Their measures is longer than the earth and wider than the sea. If he comes along and confines you in prison and convenes a court, who can oppose him? Surely he recognizes deceivers. And when he sees evil, does he not take note? This is the God we serve. He's all powerful. God is omniscient. He's all-knowing. Remember the former things. Those of long ago, I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is none like me. I make known the end from the beginning, from ancient times, what is to come. I say my purpose will stand and I will do all that I please. Because God is all-knowing, we can trust that he knows everything we are going through today and everything we will go through tomorrow. You don't even have to say it. You don't have to say it. God already knows what you're going through. And he knows what you will be going through tomorrow. God is omnipresent. He's always everywhere. Always everywhere. I am a God at hand, declares the Lord. And not a God afar off. Can a man hide himself in secret places so that I cannot see him, declares the Lord. Do I not feel the heaven and the earth, declares the Lord. God is at hand and someone needs to hear this. He is at hand. He's not far off. This ought to bring deep comfort to Christians who struggle with loneliness and deep sorrow. In a very real way, God is always near us, closer than even our own thoughts. He's closer than even our own thoughts. God is wise. God is faithful. God is good. God is just. God is merciful. God is gracious. God is loving. God is holy. God is glorious. God is generous. God is kind. God cares. We serve an amazing God who can compare to him. We stand. We stand. In awe of him. This is an amazing God we serve today. Come on, give him a hand. The main scriptures we've read today tells us that this God, this over-the-top God, this all that and more God, speaks and his word cannot return to him void. My job today is to help you understand who's speaking. Who is speaking? Who is telling us these things? Who is declaring these words? I know we hear so many words and so many words fail us. So many words come short because it comes from people who will fail. It comes from even top people who will let us down. Promises that have been made that don't come anywhere. You don't believe it anymore. But today I want to remind us, church, who is talking to us today? Who is speaking to us today? This is not a mere man. 
The Bible says there are two things that God, it's impossible for God to do, and that is to lie. God, one of them is God cannot lie. He just can't do it. It is out of his character. And it's God who's speaking. Everything he says, everything he says will not return to him void. There is absolutely nothing that can hinder God from accomplishing what he said. Nothing. That word that we speak of in Isaiah, spoken here can be understood to be Christ, who is the word of God. Like the rain or snow, Christ came from heaven. We know that. And we know he returned to heaven, not empty-handed, but had accomplished every intention that the Father had for him and succeeded in it. That's why I love the scripture. He says that he sent his word and he healed us of all our diseases. By his stripes, we have been made whole. This scripture can also be understood as God's promises that has, he has given us through his word. That there is a yes and amen in Christ Jesus. That all of them have been and will continue to be fulfilled. His promises will never return to him void. So simply put, if in nature God sends rain from heaven and it produces fruit and it prospers in doing so, we can be even more assured that the word of God will be fulfilled and that he has confirmed it for us. It will be for sure. It will prosper and bring to pass the very thing it was purposed to do. So church... This is the year of breakthrough. This is the year of breakthrough, says the Lord. I know it's been six months. You may be wondering. But I want to tell you, thus says the Lord. This is the year of breakthrough. God has spoken it. And we have received that word over and over again. Every Sunday... From the very word of God, we have had this is our year of breakthrough. I'm here to encourage someone who might be losing hope. It will come to pass. Some of you are in the wait and it seems like there's no light at the end of the tunnel. You're frustrated and you want to give up. Trust in the fact that God has said it and it will come to pass. I'm also with you. I'm in the wait. I'm here in the wait. There are things I'm believing for. My wife and I, there are things we are trusting God for. There are things we've been believing for for a very long time. And when the Lord said, this is our year of breakthrough, we said, this is that year. This is that year. I don't know about last year. And I don't know about the year before that year. And I don't know about what has happened in the years gone by. But this is the year of breakthrough. This is it. And we are standing in the gap. We are holding on to this word that God is going to break through for us. Do not allow Satan to convince you otherwise that this is not going to come to pass. Do not allow it. He is a liar and the father of liars. He has no new tricks. He always tries to cause us to doubt God just like he did Eve. Did God really say? I want to tell you God said it. God said it and we believed it. Remember his word is who he is. Remember his word is who he is. So the title of my message today is Breakthrough because he said it. 
Breakthrough because he said it. Today I want to encourage us to trust in what God has said. Trust it. And why can you trust it? Number one, it has come to pass before. The word of God has come to pass before. Some of you are not young Christians. We forget what God told us and how it came to pass. That's why we encourage you to remember. <laughs> we encourage you to put, you know, prayer points so that you can go back and reflect what did God say and has it come to pass? Psalms 33, 6 says, By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made. Their starry host by the breath of his mouth. When we look around the creation that God made, we see the evidence of his word coming to pass. Is it true that God said, let there be light? And there was light. The word came to pass. One of the greatest words in the Bible that I love is that word that says, and it came to pass. And it came to pass. Abraham and Sarah experienced it when God told them that they would get a child at their old age. It seemed impossible at the moment due to the obvious circumstances that they were facing. But the Bible says, the Lord said, I will surely return to you about this time next year. And Sarah, your wife, shall have a son. It continues to say in chapter 21, God visited Sarah exactly as he said he would. God did to Sarah what he promised. It shall come to pass. The word of the Lord shall come to pass. Mary was told that she would have a child by divine provision and he would be the savior of the world. Her response needs to be our response today. Let it be unto me according to your word. Years ago, God told my wife, it was just in the time when we were just coming into full-time ministry, God gave my wife a dream and told my wife, I'm going to provide for you supernaturally. That was the word God gave us, supernaturally. The way I'm going to come through for you is going to be supernaturally. And let me tell you, we are living testimonies. I don't even have time to tell you all the testimonies that God has done for us. Things have happened I can't explain. Things just when you thought, you know, when our backs were against the wall and it looked as if it was over. You, May, we have had shopping dropped at our doorstep and knock given and you just, there it is. We even make fun of my wife. She has an anointing of our life for Empesas. If you need it, go later. Let, I'm, I'm not kidding. I am not kidding you. She has an anointing of her life. We laugh. All of us now, it's a joke in our family. Every day she tells you, you wait, it's coming. And before long, those just recently, she had gone somewhere and she didn't know how she was coming back. So I asked her, man, how are you coming back? She said, it'll come. When she was dropped, when she was dropped, where she was being dropped and she needed to take an Uber back home, she stood and she just looked at her phone and an M-Pesa came. <laughs> Miraculous. God told us, I will take care of you supernaturally. I have never had to buy a car. I've never, I, I don't know how, I don't, I don't even know how to go to a dealer. I'll need someone to help me the day I do. <laughs> All my cars have been blessed. I have never bought a phone. All my phones have been red. I know you look at me and you think this guy spends so much money on his shoes and on his clothes. I just want to tell you, I've never bought shoes. 
I just haven't. I don't buy my clothes. I'm given. People just bless me. They come. I know some of you are judging me that time when I told you I had all those pairs of shoes. Yeah, I was blessed. That's the only way I can keep up that lifestyle. I was blessed. My children's clothes, we've never bought them clothes. I'm just, I'm just being honest. I think we've done it twice and it was during Christmas. And still someone had sent us money to buy. We are just blessed supernaturally. God told us, I will take care of you supernaturally. It will be divine and it has come to pass. And Lord, don't stop, please. Secondly, why should you trust this word and I finish? Words have creative power. They have creative power. Bible tells us from the message in Hebrews 4, God means what he says. What he says goes. His powerful word is sharp as a surgeon's scalpel, cutting through everything, whether doubt or defense, laying us open to listen and obey. Nothing and no one can resist God's word. We can't get away from it no matter what. Words have creative power. The Bible tells us that even our own words have power. Even our own words have power. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat of its fruits. So my first car had problems. Now I was blessed with my engine had kind of died. And we didn't have a car for a season of time. And so we were carpooling with my dad all the time and we were trying to figure out our schedules and our timings and everything. So one day we come to church and my dad is like, I can't pick you up today. What will you do? And I'm like, ah, you don't worry. So my son overhears us speaking and him, he worries about stuff. He's, he's just there. He needs a plan. He is not that guy who just doesn't go. He needs a plan. Tell me where we are going, how we are coming back. And he asks me a qu this question every time. Do we have fuel? to go where we need to go and come back. Like he's that detailed boy. And so he overhears us. Then he asks me as we're leaving the car, how are we going home? By faith, I just said, by the time we are leaving church, we're going to have a car. I didn't say we're going to take an Uber. I didn't say we're going to have a taxi driver. I just said we are going to have a car by the time we're leaving. And me, I'm just there just going through because I'm preparing for to come minister and all that. So second service, he comes. He's like, how are we going home? I told him, relax. Third service hasn't come. Baba, we are going to go home. Say sour. So as usual, third service has. Now, me, now I don't even know because now third has ended and I'm like, I told this boy. So my wife even asked me, how are we going home? And just be, as I'm leaving to go get my stuff, someone walks up to me and he they knew about my story with her husband. She just handed me her keys and told me, I know you don't have a car for now, but use this. So I take the keys and I keep it in my pocket and I walk to the green room where my family is waiting and they're looking at me, those eyes, how are we going home? And I tell them, let's go. So like, how are we going? I said, so we go. So I told you, we go, let's go. And we pick our stuff and we are walking and they're just asking me, what's happening? What's happening? And we just walked. The car was parked somewhere here. 
and I open it and I tell them, let's enter. They couldn't believe. Like, yani, you said it and it came to pass. Your words have power. Create the world you're in. If your words have power, how much more God? How much more God? He said it. And we have to believe it. This is our year of breakthrough. This is our year of breakthrough. I just sense there are just people who have just given up. Situations have died. Things have turned for the worse. They're not getting better. It actually looks the more you pray, the worse it becomes. And you're frustrated. You're hurting. You're doubting. You feel alone. You feel left out. Pastor says, how many of you are, are receiving breakthroughs? You see hands going up and you're wondering, What's, what am I doing wrong? What's happening? Why is it not happening to me? When, it, when will it be my turn? I want to tell you, breakthrough because he said it. Breakthrough because he said it. And I want to pray for you. I don't know where you are. But I'm going to be speaking about breakthrough because I just, I just feel like this is our word this year. God wants to break through in so many ways. God just doesn't want to do one breakthrough. God doesn't want to just do two breakthroughs. He wants to break through for you like you've never been broken through for. Like David, he wants the master of breakthrough to break through like mighty waters. That the situations you've been facing, you will face them no more. Like how the Bible says, these people, this enemy you see here today, you shall see them no more. You shall see them no more. God wants to do something so incredible. And I had this in my spirit a few weeks ago as pastor was preaching. That the breakthrough that God wants is a generational breakthrough. It's generational. It's just not for you. It's supposed to pass through you. We might have heard of God in the past. We might have heard of the things that God did in the past. But God wants to do something in our lifetime that the children after us and their children will be hearing what happened in our lifetime. That's the breakthrough. It's generational. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, you see your people and you see where we are. You know exactly what they're going through. You know the struggles that they've been facing. The obstacles that have been coming their way. You know the lie of the enemy that has been not just whispered, but has been shouting. The overwhelming pressure that has come because of life. You know the day and age we are living in. You know the economy that we are in. You know what's happening in our nation and in the nations of the world. You know what's happening in our workplaces. You know what's happening in our businesses. The word out there is things are getting worse. Things are getting terrible. Things are breaking down. Things are going to fall. If nothing changes, things are going to get from bad to worse. Father, today we want to declare the word of the Lord. We want to say that your word will not return to you void, but shall accomplish the very thing it was sent to do. So Father, because you said it, we've chosen to put our hope and our trust in it. And we declare 
today that this is our year of breakthrough. I just want you to lift your voice and begin to declare breakthrough over that situation. Begin to declare breakthrough over that area. Begin to declare breakthrough over your family. Begin to declare breakthrough over your workplace. Begin to declare breakthrough over your health. Begin to declare breakthrough over your cell. Begin to declare breakthrough over this house. Begin to declare breakthrough even in this nation. Come on, begin to say, God, your word said, God, your word said, God, your word said, because you spoke it, I believed it. Because you said it, I trusted in it. Because you said it, I arose up and I held on to that word. Because you said it today, I'm stepping out in faith in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, begin to release your breakthrough. Begin to release your breakthrough. Right now, begin to release your breakthrough. Generations after us, my God, will see and hear of the breakthroughs of God over our lives. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Come on, can we give him praise in this house? Because he said it. Come on, if you believe it, come on, give him praise. If you believe it, give him praise. Come on, if you believe, give him praise. Situations are turning in your life. Things are changing in your life. It shall come to pass. When a miracle happens, please let us know. Please give a testimony. Write a note. Leave it at the info desk. They'll get it to us. Let us just know that God is doing something significant in your life. Come on, let's encourage one another. Let's keep one another encouraged. Amen. Have a wonderful breakthrough week. We'll see you guys next Sunday.